<laughs> You're making the rounds. Yeah, this is technically my fourth podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, that's the big so. stuff. Welcome into the film room. This is the Titans Film Room Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Graver. My other host, James Esparza, is with me tonight, as well as a special guest, Mike Herndon, at Mike Miracles on Twitter, writer for MusicCityMiracles.com, and one of the guys on the Football and Other F-Words podcast. We had a great chat with Mike. We talked about the Titans' practices against the Patriots and what he saw out there at training camp. Be sure to subscribe to our feed to get all of our podcast episodes, as well as MCM Radio with Jimmy and Terry, and here we go. We are going to start right now. Sure. I mean, I don't think that that's... Lo- uh, you're losing your composure is throwing a punch at a guy or ripping somebody's helmet off. and doing. I mean, that's not... I mean, pushing and shoving, to me, in pro football is not losing your composure. Taking a swing at a guy or ripping somebody's helmet off is losing your composure. So if, we, if that happened, um, then we'll get it addressed. But I don't think it, it got to that. That was Mike Vrabel speaking after practice on Thursday about the little scuffle between A.J. Brown and Stefan Gilmore. I use the word scuffle intentionally because according to Mike Vrabel... Um, If that's a fight to you, man, you've never been in a fight. So we just don't want any punches thrown. And no punches thrown, but, you know, A.J. Brown has that fire that we love to see out there. Tonight we're going to be talking about that little scuffle with Mike Herndon of Music City Miracles as I mentioned in the opening, but before we do that, I'm going to run through really quickly the practice updates and hot topics from the Titans and Patriots practices Wednesday and Thursday of this week. First, the guys who didn't practice on Thursday, Roger Saffold and Cameron Wake had maintenance days, while Nate Davis, David Fluellen, and Nigel Harris sat out injured. Jonu Smith and Jeffrey Simmons continued working off to the side, and Derek Henry was with them as well. Henry again increased his workload from what he was doing over the weekend and on Monday. He's now doing cutting, working on his footwork, and running routes with John Robinson as his quarterback. So the Titans offense has had an up and down day. On Wednesday, there was a lot reported about how the receivers did not do well in one-on-ones. Our guest, Mike, has covered that thoroughly on his own podcast, and we're going to ask him some questions about it too. The big takeaways from the team drill offense is that Marcus Mariota has vastly outperformed Ryan Tannehill, which has not done anything to quiet the media storm, but that will probably have to be done in the game, the preseason game this weekend, because all they really care about is the box score. But if we're going to talk about the box score... John Glennon tweeted out some, quote, unofficial QB numbers from Thursday's practice in team drills. I'm just totaling all the team drill numbers here. This includes 11 on 11 and 7 on 7 team drills and red zone drills. According to Glennon, Marcus Mariota was 19 for 31 with four touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill was 11 for 44 with one touchdown. Obviously, those are stats with absolutely no context whatsoever, so we're not going to read into them too much. But it's just a note to those people who are saying that Marcus Mariota needs to take a hold of this starting job to say maybe he's starting to. You know, that's just a start, but we'll see if he can keep it going in the preseason game. That's going to be pretty important. Taewon Taylor has carried over the momentum from a strong weekend into a strong week of practices. 
According to guys who were on site, he was the player of the day at least once in the last couple of days. So it's great to see him continuing that. Another guy that will definitely need to carry over that performance into the game on Saturday just to keep himself going and keep building on good days after good days. Anyway, we're going to take a quick musical interlude, and then we're going to bring on Mike, ask him what he's seen at training camp. So stick around. We will be back in five seconds. All right, we now bring to you Mike Herndon, a.k.a. Mike Miracles, from the F-Words podcast and MusicCityMiracles.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Miracles. Mike, thanks so much for making the podcast rounds this this evening and joining us. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's uh, It's been a fun day, fun couple days out at uh, Patriots Titans practices. So glad to uh, glad to get to jump on the pod with you guys. We appreciate you being here. You, you must be exhausted because training camp was pretty early this morning, right? <laughs> It was. It was pretty early, and you have to leave pretty early to get there because of Nashville traffic. So it uh, it's been a long day, but it's uh, it's football, so it's fun. So I you know I won't I won't complain about uh, football stuff. Well, we really appreciate that you're here to talk about training camp because it's great to have the perspective of someone who's there. And you guys can find Mike's recaps on MusicCityMiracles.com and uh, verbally on your own podcast so we don't want to overlap too much but i was curious what you saw today from because you watched the defense today right yes yeah i was locked in on the titans d versus the patriots o today so i'm just curious to get your take on how much you can grasp from watching the team drills when you know that the defense is not scheming or game planning to specifically stop the offense they're facing mm-hmm. and what you kind of try to look to for to take away from those kinds of things. Yeah. So it is interesting because, you know, and I think particularly the Titans secondary, you've got a lot of guys that their biggest edge, in my opinion, the, the thing that makes them great, especially Logan Ryan and Kevin Byard is their attention to detail and tape study and their ability to pick up on opponents, traits and tendencies. And today, uh, facing a Patriots team that obviously you're not going to do a whole lot of tape study and preparing for a joint practice session. Um, so I, I don't think they had a whole lot of preparation and there's almost, there's virtually no tape to watch on any of the Patriots receivers because I mean, the group that they had out there, I, I don't think any of them probably had any NFL tape besides Philip Dorsett. So um, <laughs> it was really kind of an interesting uh, fresh slate deal, but I think it's notable that from Wednesday's practice to Thursday's practice, the uh, secondary, the Titans secondary took a noticeable leap in their ability to anticipate and break up passes and that kind of thing. So um, I, I definitely think there was, there was a noticeable difference there. I know you talked yesterday about how the Titans offense was not good in one-on-ones. Um did your perspective change at all when the Titans defense was better today? Or do you still think that yesterday was pretty disastrous? <laughs> uh, yesterday was still pretty disastrous. The The Titans defense did well in the one-on-one uh, red zone period that I watched today. They had several pass breakups. I think um, all of the starting corners had one. Uh, Bayard had one. And I know Kareem Moore had at least one. So, um 
that's a pretty good session for for a individual like one-on-one period but uh still the patriots did get you know their fair share as well they they connected on several touchdown passes in that drill and i definitely don't think they were anywhere near uh the level of ineptitude that we saw from the titans offense unfortunately on uh wednesday where i'm pretty sure at least 60 percent of the balls hit the ground uh in that drill and that is not good for a one-on-one period so during training camp what was it like to watch tom brady um you know one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time throw in person like right in front of you it was, it was pretty amazing honestly i mean i <laughs> i've been going to titans practices for a few years and you know it it's great and all but seeing brady is is a totally different deal because you know in my opinion he's he's the greatest quarterback of all time and um he's still doing it at 42 and, and doing it on a high level you the amazing thing to me watching him is First of all, the the first thing that jumps out to me is the communication. He's directing the entire thing. So he, I mean, he's lining up receivers and part of that, they've got a very young receiving core that's been out there with them the last couple of days. But I mean, he's getting guys lined up. He's moving guys around. Uh, You know, he's, he's correcting very vocally uh when guys don't run the right routes or don't run a route like he wants them to uh he has no problem screaming across the field at braxton barrios or jacoby myers or whoever uh is is in his uh path at that moment but um he's very much the leader of that offense and of that team and you can tell just i mean the the guy's it's all you know it's not like they're necessarily walking on eggshells but they don't they do not want to disappoint brady uh first and foremost so it's interesting to see that from that guy and you know when you've got the skins on the wall that that he has it's a lot easier to lead like that but um it, it's still a pretty amazing thing to watch and physically I mean, he's still got it he he's out there throwing dimes and just dropping it dropping it exactly where it needs to be for run to set a guy up for run after catch um very few balls on the ground that are not pass breakups i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna get the ball you know to hit the ground you're gonna have to do some work to do it he's not he's not giving you any layups with bad passes and and throwaways or anything like that he's uh he's really something to watch it's it's no watching him in practice it's no mystery how he's been able to do what he's done the past 20 years i think the dynamic between his him and his receivers is so interesting because he's old enough to be their dad pretty much oh absolutely yeah some of them he you know he's probably twice twice their age at this point Uh, what was the communication among the defensive backs like um going against brady um, you know, so it's kind of like it usually is. Um, Bayard's a vocal guy. Logan's a vocal guy. Um, they do a lot of the the calling and getting getting people lined up correctly for the Titans. Um, you know, it's always tough going against Brady because he's so perceptive. And it, it seems like he sees every inch of the field. He sees his guys. You know, if his guys lined up a step too far inside, he calls them out, corrects it, gets him moved out to where he wants them. You know, if, if you're even given any sort of hint, that you're going to come on a blitz he's going to see it pick it up and then you know audible to a play that's going to kill you on that blitz so um you know brady's a tough guy to go against i thought the titans did a good job with communication for the most part but you know 
they had a couple lapses. I, I remember two specifically in the red zone period where uh, I think one, it was actually Logan and Bayard uh, kind of got um, confused as to who was supposed to pick up who on a crossing route. And so they were kind of after the play going, Hey, are we supposed to switch that? Or, or do you want to switch that kind of sit, you know, working out, working out the kinks and ultimately that's what practice is for it's not they're not going out to try to win practice and beat the patriots you know nobody's nobody's handing them a a w at the end of practice or anything like that but uh they want to get better work out the kinks see some new looks and i think they got a lot of that uh, accomplished and the communication you like to see that after the play where they're going hey when we see that how do you want to handle it because with guys like logan and Bayard, you know that's going to be picked up and and during a regular season game, they're going to know exactly what they want to do. Um, so that, that was good to see. And, and it was a good matchup between the Titans secondary and, and Brady. They, they held their own and obviously he got his, um, but it was, it was a good competitive matchup. I thought. I think it helps when you have Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler, who'd seen Brady a few times before in practice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. But the other thing I, you know, and I'm, I've thought about this a little bit since, um, you know, the, there's just no tape on any of these wide receivers. So for a guy like Logan or Bayard that, you know, thrive on tape study and preparation, that, I mean, even if they wanted to prepare for these joint practices, they wouldn't have been, been able to against guys like Damon Patterson and uh, Jacoby Myers and this uh, guy, Gunner Oslowski or whatever his name is. He's like a converted Division II cornerback who's probably going to like lead the NFL in receiving in a couple years or something <laughs> like that under under uh, Belichick. But uh, yeah, I mean, these guys are, are out of nowhere receivers and he's uh, he's getting them coached up. So. Yeah, it's cool to see the Titans like adjusting on the fly in practice and stuff. And it kind of puts it into perspective a little bit, I think, because training camp broke today officially the hotel portion of it and stuff we kind of forget that there's still a lot of time for these players to get their shit together before the season starts like we haven't even played a second preseason game yet so people who who want to see like the offense be there and the defense be there yet like we just gotta have a little bit of patience and maybe it won't happen but hopefully things will click and it's definitely great to see big plays and stuff like that. And you want to see things starting to click, but ultimately you've got to remember when you're out there watching this stuff that it's not, it's not about the results. It's about the process for them in these practices. So they want, they're working on specific techniques. They're working on uh, specific looks and, and, what are we going to do against this coverage and what's my assignment here rather than uh, who, who got the most receiving yards today or whatever, you know, it's, it's a, right you know, it's a process thing and and that's how they approach it. Not, you know, I know from a spectator standpoint, it's not always easy to look at it that way because you don't know what the process is that you're supposed to be looking at. Um, but you got to keep that in mind when you're thinking or when you're reading practice reports and that kind of thing, you got to keep in mind that that's what this is all about. Yeah, for sure. All right. We will continue our conversation with Mike in just a second, right after this very quick break. So stay tuned. All right, we are back with Mike. Mike, I want to ask you about those Tom Brady bombs that we see him doing. Mm-hmm. Has has Marcus Mariota ever done any kind of warm-up like that that we know of? 
not that I've seen. Most of his uh, warm-up periods are generally, I mean, they, they scatter out a few coaches and they'll throw to different areas of the field and stuff like that. But he does not do the, uh, you know, throw it up, throw it up 50 yards in the air, you know, lollipop rainbow throws like uh, uh, Brady does. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's different for different guys, but I've never seen Mario to do that. Yeah, I'm sure every quarterback has their own process and Mario has probably been warming up in a pretty similar way for most of his career career and quarterback life but it would be cool just to see him do that just to see it right um i I wonder if brady does it to like keep himself loose or something because he's older if it's something he's always done (laughs) i just think it's such a really interesting thing to see a quarterback launch it as far as they can like that and be so accurate is it's so cool to watch but yeah he's he's pretty amazing i'm pretty sure after every throw he just goes still got it and then that was about his day. Vrabel got some good uh, plyometrics uh, digs in the last couple of days, so I, I enjoyed all of those. Oh, yeah, I heard some of those in the press conference today. So I know you probably weren't anywhere near it, but the fight that I told uh, Justin that was going to happen happened. Yeah. I, I uh, did actually see that. That was oh, in uh, a part of practice where they – so about halfway through practice today, they combined the two teams all onto one field and were basically just going back and forth up and down the same field. So I got to see a, a good chunk of the offense today and that skirmish happened kind of right in front of us, um, which was kind of interesting to see, but basically just boiled down to uh, Stefan Gilmore chirping and AJ Brown having none of it. So, um, you know, AJ Brown is a guy that seeing him, seeing him in person, I think makes a difference because the guy is dripping with confidence and just swagger and he brings a whole different level of energy and juice to the offense that, you know, as much, as much as Corey Davis is, is talented and Adam Humphreys is talented and stuff like that. uh, AJ Brown's on a different level from a energy standpoint in these practices. I mean, that guy's a, he's, I can see why Vrabel likes him because he is an alpha among alphas out there. Love hearing that. <laughs> and so he's also the first guy on the field. Yeah, he he is the he's a guy that like I would not bet against at all. I mean, he, he's putting in the work. He's got the natural ability. I mean, this this is a dude that wants to be great, and uh, I'm really excited for his future. I think he's got some stuff to iron out technique-wise in the short term, but I, I think once he gets there, he could be a really special player for the Titans. <laughs> yeah. It's very I'm, exciting. Very exciting. All right, last question for you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the value of your height when you <laughs> observe training camp? <laughs> it's uh, it's a solid 9 at least. It may even be a, a perfect 10 cuz I can stand behind guys like you know the media all kind of gets crowded into like these boxes. So we're like we're not allowed to go uh basically between the 20s. And we're not allowed to go in certain areas and stuff like that. So to get the best vantage points and stuff like that, typically we end up being like stacked all over each other. So I can just stand there wherever I'm at and I've got a good view because, you know, there's very few uh, media people out there that are anywhere near my height. And then today, uh, I don't know if you saw any of the pictures of the Brady scrum uh, after practice where everybody was mm-hmm. gathered around. He had the New England media and the Titans media and basically half the half the field was over there around him. And I could just hold my hold my phone up over and get a perfect vantage point. And uh, it worked out great. Nice. Did you let Buck get on your shoulders? 
I did not, although I had several people asking if they could do that. So um, I, I declined uh, blaming my bad knees. So maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time out of your super busy day to join us. Yeah. We really appreciate hey, I appreciate you guys having me. I, I love the uh, podcast so far. I've been uh, been listening to every episode, so I think it's really good. And uh, keep up the good work. I'm glad to have another uh, Titans podcast in my feed to listen to. Well, thanks. We're gonna have to start feuding soon, just for the yeah. sake of being podcasts. But oh, absolutely, than... y'all suck. That's that's what I meant. It's yeah. not personal. Yeah. It's not personal. You know, F word spot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, thanks for effing us today. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. (laughs) Be sure to follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Miracles and catch all his great writing about the Titans at musiccitymiracles.com. Listen to that Ford's podcast and we'll be back another day for another podcast. Thanks a lot, everyone. That'll do it. There'll be music, but whatever. (laughs) I appreciate it, guys. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks, man. Great to talk. I love talking with real yeah. words. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You should do it more often. Yeah, we yeah. should have a time where we can get both you and Zach at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. So that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool, man. Get some rest. Yeah, get some sleep. All right. <laughs> we'll do it. See you guys. Later. See you. All right, I'm going to press stop and then... We'll get a new recording going. Okay.